Hey guys, Giddy Mzembe here, Identity Coach, coming to you from Nuvi Cafe here in Albion, Brisbane. Yeah, unbuckled. Unbuckled discussion. Unbuckled discussions. This is unbuckled discussions. Unbuckled discussions. Unbuckled discussions. Unbuckled discussions. Welcome to unbuckled discussions. Sorry for the bad audio quality on this one. I had some technical difficulties, learning process. If you want to see more of Gideon's amazing content, check out his brand, Zambition, on all the socials. You won't regret it. Zambition will inspire you to strive for your dreams. It has for me, and I'm sure it will for you too. In the future, I'll get Gideon back on Unbuckle Discussions to do it better. If I'm talking on things, I don't know. Yeah, it's almost like a recital. Yeah, for me, I was um, maybe I'm not competent yet. I think I am because my last podcast I, I froze a bit, like in the middle of it. Yeah. I, I think I was a bit intimidated by the guest. Oh, wow. Last night I was nervous because, like, I was like, what's well, really happening? Because I think you're the not most famous, but you're the the most known guest I've had oh, so right. far. Oh, so that's humbling. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Did you think that would happen to you? No. Nah. 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 So, um, yeah, let's. Well, thank you for being here on Unbuckled Discussions. And if I do freeze, I, I trust because you uh, you know what you're talking about just to, to keep going. Yeah, <laughs> so, um, so what you're about? What's first of all? Yeah, what's ambition about? It's ambition. Well, first of all, it is a made-up word. Yeah. You know, uh, it's taken from two words. It's ambition. Zem is taken from a last name. Zem. Mm-hmm. And ambition from the word ambition. Yeah. So I've brought them together. And it's ambition. Mm-hmm. The reason being. I need, I'm trying to share a philosophy, yeah. which is you're more than what you become, you're more than what happens to you. Mm-hmm. And reminder that you're not to be defined by your circumstances. Yeah. And so, in order to do that and define that, I had to come up with a word. Yeah. A word that was unrelatable mm-hmm. and non existent. Because often in society we use words like, for example, I love the chicken. Yes. And then the same night you tell your <laughs> spouse, I love you. Mm-hmm. So, I needed a word that has no pre-existing meaning yeah. and I felt it was powerful, so it's ambition as well. But also obviously it's relation to ambition, you know, kind of exactly. it's similar to its meaning. Exactly. Yeah. And did you come up with that by yourself or just... Yeah, yourself? man, it was, it, was a, it was a weird process. Just sitting there, just rattling off words. Me and my brother, he, he was throwing words back and forth. And yeah, eventually we just said, it's ambition. There it is. There it is. Yeah. Do, do you... Like your brother, he's um, like, do you guys talk about most things that you want to do? Probably 95% of the things we do, we yeah. talk about. You were always close growing up? We've become closer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think growing up, we were trying to find our own way in the world. Yeah. So um, I went down the sports route, he went down the creative route. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think life has taught us many lessons. And how important family is, yeah. and, and that's ultimately driven us back together and to become the best mind out there. Yeah, yeah. true. And did you guys, wait, so let's go back. Yeah. Yeah. Did you grow up the whole, your whole life in Australia, or were you in Africa at all? Yeah, so we were born in Zimbabwe, yeah. but we were Malawians. Yeah. yeah. So my dad had worked uh, in Zimbabwe, had job opportunity. We went to Zimbabwe, your mum and dad went to Zimbabwe, they did their thing, we were born in Zimbabwe, and then went back to Malawi, and then, um, lo and behold, there was a civil unrest in Malawi at the yeah. time, the leader was Kumuzabanda, without getting too political. Yeah, I would um, like to later stay, yeah, yeah, I'm very curious about that. Yeah, yeah, and so, we, well, dad saw that it would be best if we left the country, so he left first, seek refuge in 
Australia and uh, you know notified the Australian officials that one year two kids in Malawi. Yeah. So you guys never actually immigrated to Zimbabwe, even though you were born there. They were just there when you were born. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And how old were you when you left Malawi? I was seven years old. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you go straight from Malawi there, or did you stop in Joburg or anything? Malawi, South Africa, here we stopped. Mm -hmm. uh, Botswana, and then we're here. To Joburg to Botswana, and then here. That's yeah. Oh, we're relatives. Oh, so yeah, yeah. Whilst the process is taking place, mm -hmm. we had to sort of move, move, move around. around but, yeah. Have you been back much since? Yeah, I try to go back as often as possible. 2019, I was in South Africa. Uh, part of the World Cup qualifier as well, so that, yeah. that was my last stint of playing rugby. Okay. Uh, we had the World Cup qualifier against Lebanon. Yeah. I thumped, but I had some of my relatives who were from Rustenburg. Yeah. And they came to watch. Yeah. Did so wait. That was um. I might go on off on a lot of tangents. Yeah, 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 so like rugby, but rugby league. Yeah. Rugby league, yeah, yeah. To be specific. And South Africa, most South Africans have no yeah. idea about rugby league. And right? they don't appreciate it. No, not at all. <laughs> to South Africans, it's a it's a tackling touch rugby. Yeah, league, you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> um. So how is that? Like talking to your family, trying to explain to them this different game. Yeah, it it, it took forever. Yeah. Like, um, it was an interesting, interesting thing. Yeah. Um, Keep going, yeah. At, at one point, you know, I found myself, you know, talking about the rugby league history. Yeah. And they were sitting there just gazing at me like, are you for, are you for real? <laughs> Is this a thing? Yeah. So, yeah, I'll come and watch. And they came and watched the game. And, and did they appreciate it? No. I know. <laughs> You know, I got friends there, my South African boys. Uh, they invited them all, and they mm. said, "Yeah, Gideon, halftime, I wanted to leave." Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel much the same about rugby league. I yeah. tried to appreciate it more, yeah, yeah. but for me, just the fact that I mean, I played it and playing it when I was younger and playing it's a lot more fun but yeah. because rugby union the forwards have a particular job yes, the backs have a particular yes, job everybody has got a like fundamental role yeah. team. Well, I feel like league and I could be wrong that everybody's doing the same thing yeah. you know what I mean it's, it's like, pick the ball yeah. up and run exactly. and I get it people have explained to me that the forwards are meant to tire out correct me if I'm wrong yeah. but the forwards are meant to tire out the team with yeah. running because I always think to myself you've got five phases why are you just running for the first time yeah like yeah. it makes no sense to me, but State of Origin is pretty exciting. Yeah, it is. Yeah, like yeah. That's, a, that's another level. That's to another level. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. And you played against Lebanon, which, funnily enough, I think their whole team is from Sydney, right? Well, majority <laughs> from where? Yeah. yeah. I think they only had like four players from, from Lebanon. Yeah, yeah. But the rest of them are from Sydney. And yeah, those are just pe people that have grown up playing. So are they Lebanese or are they Australians with a Lebanese passport? Most of them were Lebanese oh. um, because you you have to you have to be of Lebanese background yeah. um, to play, oh, okay. especially on the international level. Um, I only just qualified because my grandma on my mum's side yeah. is South African. Yeah. So my mum's side is South African. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. so and and South Africa needed players. Were, were, were all of South Africa's players from other countries? No, they're South Africans. Yeah, so we had eight from from SA. Yeah, and the rest of us were from Brisbane. Really? Yeah. Like other South Africans who've immigrated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so okay. Back over there. And, yeah. So it was, yeah. Like so, it was a very international group. 
Yeah. And what is it, the Rhinos? South African Rhinos, yes. Yeah. I think I watched that game, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's interesting. Have you ever played rugby union? Yeah, well, uh, I went to Ipswich Grammar, so oh, I was there okay. on a sporting scholarship, and that's all, all union. There's no yeah. yeah. So I did five years with that. What made you decide to choose the, the league route as opposed to the union route? I started with league, and then when I went to Ipswich Grammar, Forced, if you will, oh, okay. rugby union on me, and mm -hmm. I just kept this in rugby league. So I kept in touch with rugby league okay. and club, club arena, mm -hmm. and um, the Broncos knocked on my door and said, "Hey, we'll offer you a three-year contract." And I said, "Yeah, the Broncos, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah." And um, then you finished up that contract? Yeah, I finished up with the Broncos and then did one year with Manusie in Sydney. Wow, I had no idea you were so successful in your, in your rugby league career. But I had a go. So you played some NRL games? I played one. Oh. Yeah, against the And, and what, well, what brought that to an end? I just wasn't in love with it. Yeah. Like, I, I, I loved the game, but I wasn't yeah. in love with it. Something was just... I felt like it ran its course. Mm -hmm. It ran its purpose. Yeah. Know? Rugby league has played yeah. a pretty yeah. significant role in my life. You know, um, when we first came to Australia, if you will, that's how I made my friends. That's how I broke barriers. And, you know, got to know the world because of rugby. Yeah. When I picked up my first ball at the age of 12. Mm -hmm. The same year I made the Queensland team. So I toured to South Australia, made friends all over. Yeah. And that was the beginning of the beginning. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. And, um, like, but do you think that you stopped because of, uh, like, skill level? Do you think you could have kept going and training harder and stuff? But I guess you need that passion to keep training harder. You do. For that yeah, you know, I train now more than I've ever trained in my life. Rugby training or no, personal training? Personal training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I push my body beyond limits. Yeah, I can see. Yeah. Every morning, for those who don't know, I'm sure a lot of people listening will have seen your stuff. But every morning, like you, like you wake up every morning at four a.m. to train. Yeah. Three a.m. Yes. Wow, you like Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> so. So 3 a.m. you wake up and like, what's the first thing you do? What's your pray. routine? Pray? I gotta pray. I gotta give thanks. Yeah. And meditate, mm -hmm. self-reflect. Yeah. Uh, recognize, you know, what's going on in life, mm -hmm. forgiveness, all those gratitude, and then you get to work. And how, how long is that first praying, meditating, and gratitude? Praying, talking, talking to the higher, uh, anywhere between 10 minutes. Yeah. Gratitude for another 20 minutes. Okay. So I do that with a walk, sit down, meditate. Yeah. yeah. So you're getting that good alone time. Indeed. Yeah. And um, any particular higher God? Uh, not necessarily. No, there's no name on it. No name on it. I just believe there's a higher entity. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. So you're not you're not like focusing on one particular religious. No. Thing. No. Yes. I've tried to look down at it. It's so complex that out of respect. Yeah. And you know, doing diligence, I just, I love it, just be left alone. Yeah. Do right in the world, and if that's your choice. I like that, yeah. I like that. That's, and that way you just stay, because the, the conversation, the debate about which religion is the right religion is, is never ending. Exactly. Like, and I don't want to be part of that. <laughs> because it just becomes he shed, yeah, he shed, she exactly. shed, and it just goes on and on. And ultimately, what, what annoys me, it's a topic I'm very interested in. A lot of other guests, I've got one guest that memorized the Quran by the age of 16. Um, so he's very about uh, Muslim, but he's very open-minded by speaking about different religions um, and and his belief. Um, is this is this mine? Uh, that could be yours or that could be yours. And also another guy who. Oh, 
another guy who's a pastor in Indoro. So I'm, my goal is to get people of different faiths to help the world recognize that they're all saying the same thing. That the ultimate goal of all these people I've talked to is to, to be a good human, be good to others, don't judge. You know, and um, I feel like if I can interview them, at least my listeners here will be able to realize that these guys are saying the same thing. But um, yeah, it's been something I thought about a lot as well. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry. Okay, wait. So, um, in the morning, um, after your meditation, like how long do you train for? This is like about four o'clock, right? Yep. After all of that's done. Yep. Yep. So uh, some days it's an hour and a half, some days two hours. Oh, okay. And is it all training or strength training? Mixed. Yeah, just a mix. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, you want that functional muscle as well. Are, are you stretching a lot in the first two hours? I've only just started stretching. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Because I, you need it to stretch? I need to. I really do. You know, yeah. I've got some friends that are, you know, and what what stopped you from listening to them in the beginning? I think time. Yeah. I'm, 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 and, uh, you know, I know we say this often, but I consider myself a busy person. Yeah. And if it if it's something that doesn't give me instant feedback, yeah. Like if you're a good workout, you get in there, you know you've ticked the box. Yeah. Whereas Pilates and yoga. Yeah, you need to do it every day yeah. and you see the results after months. You see what I mean? Yeah. And also it's that slowness. Yeah. <laughs> my my friend who's um, such a dedicated personal trainer now, he's working in Melbourne, he did this course with Keegan Smith who used to be a um, strength and conditioning coach for the Sydney Roosters at some point. And then he went off on this like world trip studying different forms of physical activity and training, etc. Okay. From Muay Thai to yoga and so on, and different native peoples and how they moved. And then he came back to Australia and he started this, forget the name, um, but he started this course, like this two-year course, because you know how the personal training market is funded. Yeah, yeah. And I was a personal trainer for, for, for a few weeks. Yeah, yeah. They gave me my qualification after eight weeks. I knew about it, you know what I mean? I was just, I was, I was, I learned how to be a salesman. Yeah, You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And there's so many of these personal trainers yeah. in the industry, right? Yeah. So I think that's one of the reasons why this guy, Keegan Smith, started this program. And um, this program is intended to put personal trainers through like a, a proper, like a, what he considered a proper course to, to really qualify them to be good personal trainers. And, um, and uh, they would have to pass a certain amount of tests. It's like two years before they, they could be passed. So as a result, I, I haven't met the guy or seen the course, but I've seen how my friend is. And um, He's incredible. I have to link you guys up. Maybe he could, but he's focused. Sorry, it was a long story to what I'm about to tell you. Yeah, yeah. He's focused on mobility training and strength in mobile positions. Yeah. And using the weight to, to stretch yourself. You know what I mean? Which, which, which may be a bit more interesting for you than, than yoga and Pilates and stuff. Because all, all types of ways, you know, using the weight to put yourself, for example, in like a in a packed class, yeah. you know, letting the weight really pull you down, yeah. Yeah. and like yeah. a stiff leg deadlift standing yep. up on a thing or one of these angle yeah. benches. Yep. But first thing, when, when I've trained with him, first thing he'll get me to do is, part of the warm up is like this hectic stretch that's so painful, like different types of them, you know, whether, uh, like, um, I think it might benefit to train, especially yeah. finding out that you just got into the whole stretch. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, but yeah, sorry, back to your routine. Yeah. Uh, you 
After that two hour training, do you eat before that training? Not at all? So you're completely on an empty stomach? Yes sir. You had a big meal the night before? So? Oh, not necessarily a big but that's my last meal. Yeah. Yeah, because the body's obviously fasting. And what's, what's the reason you do that for? Oh, it's just letting the body rest, you know, like when you eat at night, you know, the science behind it without getting too detailed. When you eat, the body has to break down, so the body's working while you're sleeping. Yeah. So ultimately, when you wake up, while I'm going through my meditative state and my prayer state, yeah. I'm allowing my body to be at peace yeah. before we revamp it up during the exertion. Okay, yeah. And then I hydrate excessively, and then I give my food to break it down. Oh, but you do hydrate before you train? Why just train? water, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah just water. Yeah. And yeah, I've tried that when I was working on a farm not too long ago and I tried the fasting just for the beginning of the day and I did feel a lot better. And coffee as well. Yeah. I'm, I, I wake up at like four, four o'clock to go to work. And I will not, if, if I, I need to do it like you do it, by my own like will. I only do it because I started by the day. I have to. But, but hopefully that's one of my goals is to be more disciplined where I can do it on a weekend, you know. Um, but like I find when I have, when I hold that coffee off for two hours and just drink water, I like much more energetic through the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you, when do you have your first coffee? Now. Now? So yeah, yeah. At 8 a.m. Oh. At 8, 8, 9 a.m., yeah. You woke up at 4 today? Or 3 today? Yeah. Oh, so, morning. so 5 hours after, maybe I need to extend Yeah. And, and did you always do this? Like no, when did you start this particular morning routine when you wake up? Five years ago. Really? You decided to go sailing. Yeah. 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 Oh, that brings me to a different question. I'll, I'll get on that one <laughs> when I finish the routine. Wait. So, um, so then the rest of your day after after you train? Yeah. So I train and then I've got my clients. Yeah. So checking with my clients, checking on the programs, checking on my online clients. I'm studying um, counseling at the moment. So. You're studying it? Counseling, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, go do a bit of study. Mm -hmm. Daunting, maybe. Yeah. I'm pushing on that, I'm yeah. pushing. At university or TAFE? Uh, at the uh, Psychology and Counseling College. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's more like a TAFE, but it's, a, it's like yeah. a private college. It's a private college, yeah. Okay. yeah. And um, how many clients are you dealing with in, in a day? Every day is different. I've got 20 clients on my books. Yeah. yeah so oh, okay. Yeah, every client. Some clients are not personal. Uh, they have nothing to do with fitness. Mm -hmm. It's it's why you know we do check in. Yeah. We have a conversation about what we're going, what's happening, reflect. And so you could say, you, yeah, like as you told me before, I don't know if you're recording, but you're a lifestyle coach. Yeah. If you're not a personal trainer. Um, I there's a lot. One second, sorry. Yeah, Let me yeah, just. Yeah. Hello, 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 hello. I think there's a there's a lot of lifestyle coaches now. Not lifestyle coaches, but oh, one second. There's a lot of them. I've met a lot of people who call themselves lifestyle coaches, right? And I've seen some young people, I've talked to them. I mean, I feel like like you've done a lot of research, obviously, and through your life experiences, but I always ask myself, what qualifies this person to 
to, to teach me how to live life if they haven't necessarily, you know what I mean? It, like, uh, reach their goals. So, so what qualifies you to be a lifestyle coach to? Love that question. That, that's the question I'm gonna keep in my pocket. Um, to be more specific, I say lifestyle coach to simplify it. Yeah. I'm an identity coach. Yeah. And what qualifies me is I've lived a lot As I mentioned earlier, I've lived a sober life. So I went down the route. Self sabotage, drinking, the gambling, the drugs. This was post one night. So, yeah. not knowing what I wanted to do with my life. And you feel like you did in, in your mind, it's sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Did you feel like you, were, like you failed or something in life? It was a loss of identity. Yeah. So, hence why I'm an identity. So, I just felt like, who, who am I without what I define myself to be? Yeah. I found. I found that I identified myself in accordance to what I had around me, who I had around me, and in the absence of all that, you know, I felt worthless, if you will. Yeah. And so, you look at the bank account, all the money accumulated over the years, like the fortunate rugby, drinking came, the drugs came, mm -hmm. and yeah, it's all right. Yeah. yeah. And was it any particular substance, or was it just all of them? All of them. All of them. You name it, we did it. <laughs> was it upwards or downwards? Like, was it was it party drugs? Like ecstasy, MDMA, that type of that. Was weed as well? Weed. Ketamine? Yep. Uh, marijuana? Yep. Mushrooms? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, okay, yeah, you yeah, found that circle. Yeah, we did, yeah. At least you're not curious. You know, you know what's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not curious. <laughs> it's not anymore. Yeah. You know what's out there. And, um, like what, just clubbing a lot? I could see you in the valley quite popular. Of course. So much so that I became a club host. Mm -hmm. And I was one step away from managing clubs. Yeah. Uh, if it wasn't for me getting caught drunk. So, oh, so you're glad that happened in a way? Yeah, 100%. So yeah. I, I lost my job because you get audited that night and those questions around my behavior. One of the guys whispered, kids, you got to get on that This was working at the club? Working at the club. Yeah. Oh, okay. But most people are drunk at work. Yeah, I was on a different level there. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was supposed to be running the club that night. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You, were, you were to the point where you couldn't pretend not to be drunk. Yeah, yeah. yeah I see what you mean. At least somebody, like, 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 you didn't get any trouble for that? No, no, I was at the back door, the police were doing their thing, checking the books. Oh, okay. Yeah, was, yeah, oh, that's cool. Yeah, at least you got, you got let out. And that, you feel like that, like, going out that back door signified something? That was a <laughs> if you will, yeah. Well, that didn't, no, the next day I was straight back on it. Yeah. And then I became a security guard. Okay. So I was still on the scene. Mm -hmm. And then I broke up to my job, high drive. Yeah. Security guard, and again, one of my friends, Richie, he tapped me on the shoulder and said, Well, you're going to go home. Yeah. I went home, and that was the beginning. So yeah. five years ago, I drove up to Kenwood Point at 1 30 in the morning, sat there and started crying. Yeah. I prayed, prayed to the high source. Yeah. And asked myself, you know, Why am I here? Mm -hmm. The deep questions. Yeah. And uh, it's worth all my parents' sacrifice for yeah. me to get here and self sabotage and yeah. And I realized I was more than what I'd become, yeah. than what happened to me. Yeah. And that was the beginning of his ambition. Yeah. yeah. And, and to dig deeper in that, I, I've been thinking about it for the last like 
before, but especially the last 36 hours. Because you're more than what you've become. I think I understand it a bit more. Like, like anything that's happened to you in the past, like, like I don't know, the drunk self you were at that state, like that doesn't define your being, your identity. That can always be changed. And maybe the rugby player that you were, that's not who you are, that can be changed, just like you changed it, right? And then you're more than what happens to you, so something terrible happens to you like, like that, or like you're, you get raped or something like that, you can always come back from it again, right? It's, it's simple. Like my, I, I look forward to the day when that's master and everybody's safe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully this podcast has nowhere near as many viewers as you do, but actually none. It's yet to be launched. I've just recorded things, but hopefully one day this podcast can help that message. Yeah. Yeah. It, it'll be good. But but so now that experience is what you think qualifies you to be a lifestyle coach because you've gone through that. Yes, sir. Yeah. And I. The evolution from then till now was strategic. Yeah. I didn't just close my eyes and go sober. I sat up and mm-hmm. had conversations to myself, hence some of my courses, most yeah. of my courses, as I was subject of conversation, yeah. which is what are you saying about yourself to yourself? Yeah. You know, and I believe that that is usually the, the one of the relatable forces of mental health yeah. the absence of conversation about self to self. You know, we can always talk about the circumstance and identify what's wrong and what's happening to us. But, you know, what are you saying about yourself to yourself? Yeah. And then from there, you know, analyzing your environment, you know, and all these elements that I apply to myself, I've, I can confidently say you've helped me get out of these situations. Yeah. You know, with no itchiness, no um, you know, when you live in an environment, you go, oh, I want to wait for to go back. Mm-hmm. I don't have that. You don't have that at all? Yeah, you're extremely happy with where you are now and where you are. Yeah. Was there any particular book or source of information that gave you everything you need to know to, to, to like make that change? Or did you, was it just all found within? Well, I mean, yeah, you said well, it's found within. Yeah. It was found within, but then you, you look at your life, it's been an accumulation of elements. Yeah. You know, um, everything that you've gone through, you don't know how much information you accumulate until a certain circumstance takes yeah. place. Yeah. And then you start to reflect on how you have to the power of now. Yeah. You know, you know, you start to reflect on things that you've accumulated in the past that you thought were irrelevant. Yeah. Now you're dealing with some real that's yeah. real shit. Yeah. And you go, oh, wait a minute. I remember when such and such said this. Yeah. The time is now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So all of those information that you accumulated becomes part of the field. And that's why I always highlight to people information, when you take in information, it's internal formation. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. So the news that you're reading, social media, when you consume it, it forms you within. Yeah. That's why it's called information. Yeah, yeah. So when the time comes to deal with the circumstances that you're in, it's all dependent on your information, information within, mm-hmm. determine how you deal with the circumstances. So yeah, if you're putting the wrong things in, exactly, you're not going to be able to form the right things. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's the wrong things being what social media. Social media, so false alarm. Yeah. I listen to too much news. I mean, it's good to be informed, but I mean, you have much news forty-eight hours. Yeah. Oh, and it's chaotic. Okay, it sorry, it's distracting. Can you just put it straighter? Um, just because it's just like a tire. 
Yeah, just because maybe you're speaking softer, but I could be completely wrong. It's more sensitive than I think I is. But um, I think for me personally, when I listen to way too many news sources, and because my goal is to, like, I'm super biased about certain topics, right? For example, about a lot of South African issues, I'm super passionate about it, and I'll generally be biased, very biased towards one side. I always have been, and with other topics. But I realize that when you go into a conversation, you're biased, blind to another. So as a result, I've tried to like, see the other side. But when I try and have, I take too much in from too many angles, it gets it clogs you up. It makes me, it makes me feel horrible. You know? Like you can only take so much in. But maybe that's where the meditation might help me increase that amount. Exactly. But um, with the meditation, before I forget, you said you pray and then you meditate. Yes. I know I'm coming right back. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, I always thought praying and meditation were kind of the same thing. Right. You know what I mean? Because like when I see people praying, whether it's Muslim people praying, they're, they're praying for quite a while. Yeah. You know, they're focusing on one thing, I would think. They're yeah. focusing on Allah, you know? And when I, same with all the Abrahamic faiths, you know, I feel like, isn't that what meditation is about? Focusing on one thing? Why do you feel you need to do both? Like, what is the difference between So for me, we'll do the prayer first. So yeah. give thanks. You recognize the higher source and obviously give the gratitude. And then when you come back to prayer, sorry, when you come back to meditation, mm-hmm. you start to be reflective and you ask yourself, are you a representation of that which you give gratitude to, that which you desire for? And so for example, if, I, uh, if I'm doing it tough, and I say, you know, Father, my source, please help me. Mm-hmm. Um, I need a bit of financial assistance. Mm-hmm. This is my thing. I might put, when I meditate, I ask myself, I might put myself in the position to receive the blessing. Yeah. Uh, you know, how does my week look like? Where am I? Where's my mindset? Et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Or I might just be fighting around on social media, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So the meditation is a check-in to see if you are a representation of the prayer. Yeah, you know what I mean? So that's why they go ahead and ahead. So so you're meditating, I've never heard that uh, I come concept of meditation, so yours isn't, I'm quite ignorant on the topic, but what I've heard before is choosing one thing to focus on, whether it's water bottle or breathing or whatever it is, you know, and just think about that one thing. Anytime your mind goes away from it, bring it back to that one thing. As like a mental training in a way. Yes. But you take a different approach. You yes. think of, and you never meditate that other way. I just explained. No, I've I've tried it. Yeah. And uh, I found that, and this is you know, no disrespect. Yeah. Um, and I don't understand it fully, but when I ventured down that road, I found that everything became about self, mm-hmm. and I became more eager driven. Yeah. Not, not necessarily in a narcissistic way, but. In a, it's about me. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm very, I'm a community, community person. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe I'm here of service for the world. Yeah. For humanity. You know, mm-hmm. like, I hope to part ways with you from here. You feeling better about life. Yeah. You know, and so when I meditate in that other way, which you define, mm-hmm. I tend to think about being okay. what makes me happy. I like that. Yeah. Like, you know, whereas in, if I'm praying to a higher source and then I reflect, am I a representation of that? Mm-hmm. Then I, I, I remind myself for today I've got this interview. Yeah. It's not about the interview, yeah. It's about that human connection interaction. I'll tell him what he needs to hear. Yeah. But I want to be there with him. Yeah. Because this is a moment in time we'll never get. 
yeah. So I'm, I'm going to give you everything that I pick up. Yeah. Hopefully, you know. And that's that's one of the potential. Yeah, okay. I can see that. Like even when we were talking to the lady, the barista. Um, obviously, you've got your friends with her because you're coming out all the time. But like your focus was 100 percent there. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of people lack that. Like you know, it's quickly to the phone, like, just like, barely even saying thank you. Like you were on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that's and you feel like you can maintain that with everybody, all your social interactions. And your the meditation helps you with yes, this, sir. Yes, sir. I, I hope I'm like that one day because I, I, I think I am most of the time. But sometimes, especially with the people I'm closest to, yeah. I'm not like that enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, What's going on there? Like, I don't know. Like, it, it, it's changing because I'm actively trying to change it. Um, but but sometimes I don't have the same patience for the people like like my mother, for example. She's done so much for me, more than anyone. And my father. And sometimes I don't just automatically give the same patience, maybe for her story, her day, you know what I mean? And then to some random person telling me something, or whatever, I'm fully focused and I ask them a question. You know what I mean? And I, I just like that. I've only realized that that was the case in the last few months. But, but it is something I'll change. But I've noticed that with a lot of people. You know what I mean? Haven't you noticed that with like certain families, like yeah, um, yep. people who have so much patience in an argument or discussion, and then with their family, they'll just yep. lash out. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like the yep. people they love who are so kind to them. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Well, I think then I try to put this in a way where I'm not trying to be righteous in what I say, but yeah. I feel a lot of us are a representation of our environments. Mm -hmm. And we condition based on our environments rather than any condition based on your beliefs. So I say that to say this, and I always have to put this at the front. There's a, there's a saying that I came up with if you leave with your eyes, you'll be led to your belief, but if you leave with your heart, you will lead with your belief. And yeah. so, with me. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah? I think so, yeah. So, well, um, to simplify it, if you live with your eyes, you can live to your beliefs. So, yeah. la, 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 you know, whatever you see, you condition upon. Yeah. But if you live with your heart, you condition will be wise and represent that solely wherever you are. Mm -hmm. So, you don't pick who you become based on your environments. Yeah. You know, you've, you, you become who you are in your environments, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yes, I think so. Right. So, rather than being picky who you express yourself and how you express yourself accordingly, that's being led with your eyes. So if I give you the utmost respect mm -hmm. and then to my family, there, you just always, I've taken the past knowledge of this person yeah. and my conditioning, you know, drives how I portray and express myself to this person. Yeah. Rather than operating from my system, which is, I mean, I love you just as much as another person. You may have killed 20 people and you're 30. I love his life. I'm accepting you for who you are and your conditioning. And not being passive. People say, I'm accepting you. I get it. My conditioning led me to a dark place. I get it. Yeah. I thought I was in the right thing. Having multiple women doing drugs, I get it. I thought that was the right thing. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. So whoever you are, whatever you are, mm -hmm. if we're here together, yeah. When are you gonna write a book? Write a book. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like you're on that trajectory. Ah, <laughs> uh, when the time comes. When the time comes. Yeah. Because that's that's like the third 
I, I don't know if I'm on that level to truly understand that, uh, that, that, like I understand it, but I think I can understand it better, what you were saying, but like, um, so, but like, that's not the first one, like, that, like, you are more than what you become, you're more than what happens to you, like, you're not just getting this from other people's books, you're thinking of this yourself, you know what I mean? Like, that's, I think, like, um, how many do you think you need so you can write a book about this? <laughs> I wouldn't know where to start. Do you think you could imagine yourself writing a book? Sorry to spring that on you, maybe I'm pushing you. No, I mean, it's, 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 and this is where I believe the universe is talking to me, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? The higher source is talking to me through you, for you to, you know, and it's triggered something for you to say that. You know, yeah. Yeah. You know um, there's something that I'm going to have to go back and meditate on. Mm -hmm. What does it mean to write the book? I'm not yeah. writing it from a legal point of view. Yeah. What is it another way I can express? Yeah. yeah, it's a long process, I believe. I don't, I can't even imagine myself ever doing it. But I was listening to this podcast. You know, Louis Theroux. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I listened to his full BBC podcast. Like, honestly, like that's, I that man. I'm, I am so obsessed with him. I hope one day I'm like him. Yeah. Just the way he asks questions. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. In, a, in, a, in a way that doesn't, he never offends anyone. Yeah. But anyways, he, he wrote a book recently and he talked about how difficult it was and just his explanation of it. I, I never can imagine myself doing it, but I, th I think if you just write down, you know, these, these quotes that talk about what they mean to you, explain them, you know, and that accumulation over time over the next five years of doing it, I think it'll just piece itself together with yourself because you clearly got something to say. For me, I don't know if I can... I, 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 I shy away from being that person. I used to be that person, but I had no idea what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? To tell people how to live. Yeah. This is the way you should do it. But then I slowly, like yourself, I realized, no, I was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And then I've already told this person this is yeah. the right way. I don't think I'm in that position. But, yeah. but um, coming back to your brand. Yep. So, like, when, you, when you've got a client, right? Yep. When you take them on. Yeah. Like, what? I mean, like, sorry. Back up a bit. Yeah. Um, how's the brand connected to your training? Is it connected? Do you try and sell merchandise or? Oh, I don't have merchandise. I'm very hesitant in doing so. Yeah. Um, just for yourself to wear, right? But just for myself. Yeah. It's yeah. my uniform. Yeah. So yeah, when yeah. I do, when I rock up, you know, you know, you're dealing with submission. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, yeah. But I'm, my main focus is to share the ideology. You know? yeah. So I'm not trying to make a bank on this. You mm -hmm. know, I'm not trying to get apparel. I haven't even thought about it. You mm -hmm. know, people keep suggesting it. I'm not here to be a brand. Yeah. I'm here to give a message and remind them of hope. Yeah. That's that's what I I feel. That's what my calling is. Mm -hmm. you know, to to empower. But wouldn't and I get that what you're saying. It's, it's true. But right, you need to pay the bills yes, at sir. some point. But you feel like that the training people is, is enough for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but don't you think creating a brand and making the brand bigger? One thing that will help is apparel. Not necessarily make your money. Yeah. Will help spread that message because then more shirts will be out there, more people will see Zambition, more people will search up Zambition and see the message. And, you know what I mean? Yeah. Sure, cool. This is, you know, and I want to get in this conversation because yeah. and this is beautiful because it's expanding, it's really yeah. opening me up. Thinking about it? Absolutely. Oh, that's good. Absolutely, yeah. But like, because I'm in the same position. I want to, like, I'm just getting my logo together for my YouTube channel, right, right. separate to the podcast, yeah. but um, they will hopefully be affiliated. Yeah. And I'm thinking about apparel, 
um, but not to make, I, I, I don't know, I guess to make some money so I can go full time with this yeah. and just make the podcast and stuff, but not to make big money, I guess, but yeah. I think, you know, just having it, I know what you mean, I'm like hesitant to do it as well, you know what I mean, I don't want to, I talk all this shit about like, you know, manufacturing how bad humans are for the world and now I'm going to go and produce 300 shirts or whatever, you know, it's so hypocritical, yeah, so like, I know what you mean, but, but it, it might be good, I mean, even if you sell your shirts for just cost price, not making profit, you know, like, um, I think that'll spread your message. Like um, yeah. maybe as well, but what else are you doing to to expand and spread the message? Well, I mean um, the services that I provide. I do talks, mm-hmm. so I usually send up my. I've just had a new EPK, electronic press kit made. What's that? Uh, it's like a, it's like a portfolio. So it's okay. got a bit of my bio, what I do, the services I provide, mm-hmm. uh, the dominant talks. Yeah. So I'm sending that out, and um, yeah, I'm, the plan is to go international by next year. Really? So talk, yeah, to be. America, UK, talking to colleges, universities. Oh, so talking on stage to groups of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so okay. Getting that message out there. Yeah, yeah. okay. So like Tony Robbins style in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Do you like listen to any people like that? Uh, yeah, I listen to, you know, not the, no, I love Tony Robbins, you know, he's got a great message, yeah. but I listen to more the old school guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you know Bob Proctor. No, I don't. Proctor, Zig Zagler. Zigzagger. Zigzagla. Zigzagla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, these guys are these are incredible crops. I'll write these down. Yeah, yeah. Bob Proctor just passed away recently actually, rest in peace. So you feel like this message are they are they sending a sending out? To a certain degree, yeah. Bill Mountain gave us another one. Um but so the message that you're trying to get out has already been given in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, all messages are pretty much the same, but they are too, I feel, remind the human being, not, not to stop here, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, Tony Robbins will tell you the same thing, Eric Thomas, you know, you, you name them. They, they're always gonna re- tell you, if you can't make a decision, it's how and why you should do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ultimately, if you break it down, it's like religion. Mm-hmm. It's the same message, but just told differently. Yeah. You're going to understand it based on where you're at, how you perceive the world based on your condition. Mm-hmm. So I could tell you, hey man, you're more than what you become and more than what happens to you. Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, yeah, good on you. <laughs> but someone out there will tell you, hey, whatever you've gone through, fuck that, forget them. Mm-hmm. And you go, oh yeah. yeah. But it could, it's the same thing I just told you 20 minutes ago, mm-hmm. but because they speak a different yeah, you know what I mean? Absolutely. No, 100%. Like, I've got family in South Africa, and if you tell them something yeah. and refer it to the Bible, yeah. Jesus, it'll speak to them. Yeah. You know, there they'll you hear go. it. Yeah. But now, if you said that same message yeah. and then mention Muhammad, yeah. which for me, the books are so similar. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Then, the, yeah. then it's, it's they don't hear it. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Even though it's the same story and all yeah. it might even be Moses, Musa. Yeah. It's yeah. So <laughs> but I know what you mean, 100%. Yeah. And, and I think for, for me personally, your message, and this is why I wanted to have you on as a guest, yeah. not to be a cheerleader or anything, no. but but um, is because your message did speak to me. Like that happened to me a few years ago. Right, when right. I chopped my fingers off on a motorbike chain. And at this point, I thought, um, my intelligence level, I thought, why would Because I literally put my hand in the motorbike chain. Yeah. Like, I was trying to clean the chain with a, with a tea towel. Kind of embarrassed to share that. But anyway. Why? Um, yeah. 
in a way, I think it was maybe like I did it on purpose. Like one part of me and trying to justify it, like I wanted to ex feel extreme pain. Right. But anyway, I'm kind of glad it happened to change my life because now I can shoot with my left hand in basketball. Yes. <laughs> um, and a few other things. There you go. Yeah. But, but I was, like at that time and even before then, I was watching a lot of your, your posts and your message really spoke to me. And, um, and I've, I, I've always related to you in a way because you also dropped out of university, right? Yes, sir. So six times. Six times. Yeah. Oh, through more than me, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I... Sorry to talk about myself too much. No, no. I, um, I dropped out of... I, I felt I needed to go to university. After high school, I took a gap year. Right. And um, did personal training. Yep. And realized that it was just flooded with, like, salespeople. Yeah. And not for me. So I went to go study at university because I felt this pressure from... Maybe not intentional pressure, but this this need that I had, I was expected to go to university and do well by the family, etc. Right, so I just chose sports and exercise science. I thought I like sport. I'm gonna like this. Yeah, yeah. And didn't work, and I think about halfway through, I started smoking quite a bit of weed. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and that had led to the downfall. But in a way, I'm kind of glad it happened. Yeah. But then, similar to you, because I've heard on your, you made a short video about this, about all the different jobs you've done. Yes, sir. Like since then, when I was at university, I was working at restaurants, like as a waiter, managing restaurants, as a bartender. I worked as a laborer, insulating roofs. I worked as a mental health support worker. Amen. And a disability support worker. Yes. You know, I changed nappies, did all that. Yes. Um, uh, what else? Like I've worked in, in different backpackers, like different laboring jobs in South Africa, and now I'm a truck driver. Yeah. Um, like I'm like the big the big trucks, the double the train, train the trucks. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Like um, so lots of different things, yeah. you know. And in a way, I'm not probably a failure because I haven't got, you know, I haven't got that big degree, getting that big office job. Another story in Australia, I'm earning more than my friends who've been to university. So. Yeah. Like Australia provides that weird situation yeah. where yeah. you don't need to go to university. <laughs> in South Africa, if you don't go to university, ah, yes. you're done, of course. Yeah, you know? yeah. But anyway, coming back to your message, when I was going through that, and I think it was now that you say it, it was it was I was struggling with my identity because now I dropped out of university. I was this university dropout, and I didn't have a thing that I did. And then your message really spoke to me. I can, and I think I listen to it almost daily. Um, I haven't, I haven't, I think, fully applied your message, like in terms of training every day and working on myself and so on. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's definitely helped me along the way. So if that makes you feel any better, you've, you've hey, impacted man. me. Hey, man, I feel seventy foot tall now, man. I feel good. <laughs> and um, yeah, thank you. And that's why, hopefully, in the future, maybe a hundred episodes from now, it'd be awesome to have you on yeah. again. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll have a whole different conversation. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But I'm um, sorry, so. Coming back to, yeah, that's right. I want to talk to Africa before I forget. Because mm -hmm. um, I'm obsessed with Africa. People yeah. don't like <laughs> maybe too much. Yeah. But, um, and, and my ultimate goal is to kind of do what you're doing. Yep. Except for African people. Hello. Um, Hello. Because it really annoys me how the world doesn't care about Africa. Like they just see it as a resource. Yeah. Like one of the questions I'm going to start asking people interview wise is ask them to name seven countries in Africa in 30 seconds. If they can do so, I'll give them $20. Most people in Australia cannot do that. Actually, they're super, like, they're super ignorant about it. So for me, that's one of my big goals. So I'm curious to learn about your relationship with Africa. 
And uh, is it only with Malawi or do you have much experience with Africans in South Africa and so on? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, I mean, the rugby, well, I was very fortunate because it, again, I increased my networks over there. Mm-hmm. Um, Were you there for long? Three months. Okay. Yeah, yeah, two, three months. But I've brought back as well, the, you know, spent four weeks, two weeks here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, my captain, Jardine, is a living legend. He's, I just love that name. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Uh, so, your question was what relations? Yeah, what relationship? Yeah. Sorry, it's a very broad question. I'll, no, I'll try and hope, yeah. like, narrow it down a bit more, but like, let's say Malawi. Yep. Like, what's your relationship with Malawi? Well, Malawi, Malawi is where my relatives are. Yeah. Um, well, most of them, sorry. So, that's it, that's in, in Lilongwe? From Lilongwe all the way to Mazusa. Oh, so, okay. south to north. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, my auntie's in Lilongwe. Yeah. My cousins are in Lilongwe. So, you go there on a regular, yeah, like, yeah, somewhat yeah. regular. And can you speak Chichiwe? Right? Chichewa, yeah. Chichewa, yeah. yeah. Can you speak? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, really? Yeah. 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 There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of Malawians in South Africa. Yeah. Yeah. I so, know that. Yeah. That's yeah. where they get get, get work. work. Yeah. 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 South Africa's got a massive problem with. Well, I guess for South Africa it's a problem, but because yeah. people in, in Africa think yeah. money in Johannesburg. Yeah. Yeah. They come to yeah. South Africa, and yeah. the borders aren't super secure in yeah. South Africa. Yeah. So there's it's kind of like Australia. There's so many immigrants coming into South Africa yeah. who will work cheaper or yeah. harder. Yeah. Because they've got family support of that kind, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's kind of what led to xenophobic attacks yeah. in South Africa. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so you still speak at home to your mother? Yeah, yeah. with mum, I speak. And not just me, mum, my brother, sister. So there's four of us here. Yeah. And only me and mum speak to each other. Oh, really? Yeah, my sister was born here. Yeah. And my brother sort of yeah, never exercised any of that. So. He's younger than you, right? He's younger, yeah. How old are you? Me, I'm 36. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, Oh, wow, that's like if you've achieved this much in five years, that really gives me hope. Because <laughs> I always think like I'm getting too old. But yeah. So, um, your sister's in New York, isn't she? She was. She's oh, back okay. Yeah. oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so, like, when you go back to to Malawi, what's the reception? It's, it's fantastic. Like, do they treat you like you're this different person? I, I, won't, I won't. let them. No, no, no. You won't let them. No, no. Sandals, shirt. Yeah. Cool pants on, and I, I, I like to walk the streets. I don't like to be like a tourist. Yeah, you know I mean? me too, 100%. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, yeah. You experience it's, it differently. Absolutely. Yeah, but like your stature, I mean, there's not many guys of your size. Yeah, no, that's, that's the. <laughs> I've seen a lot of Malawi. I'm well aware of that. Yeah, yeah. So it does, it does cause a lot of attention when I go. But I mean, yeah, you know, some of them, you, you got to see it from their point of view. Yeah, and that's why I love giving people the time and the attention. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter who they are, exactly. Yeah, but do they notice your chichi chichiwe is is not perfect? Oh, yeah, there's, there's an accent. There's an accent. So yeah. you know, we're listening to your English. There's yeah, no accent. yeah, yeah. It's the same. I speak to but is it, it's, it's as fluent though. Like you yeah, never yeah. stutter or anything. No, no, no. I, I speak fluent. Was that um, like? Did you do that on purpose to connect? connection with Malawi? It They're was like somewhat practicing. No, because growing up, when we were moving around, it was scary. Mm-hmm. Right? And I never wanted people to know what I was saying to mum. Yeah. So I'd always speak like that. Just we had a bunch of people with the web up. You know, that's me saying, so what, what, what are we doing now? Where are we yeah. going? What's happening? Yeah, yeah. Because the, the last thing we saw before we came was war. 
Yeah. So, I want to just let me check this. Yeah. I want to unpack that. The wireless go set? Yeah, you do, man. For the stuff you're doing, I think so. Okay. Wait. The last thing you saw in um, Malawi was war. Yeah. That was, um, what, a dictator? Yep. Like, what was his name? Oh, Kamuza Banda. Kamuza Banda. Yeah, Kamuza Banda. Yeah. What, what, what was it a war between? Can you unpack that? It was a civil, civil unrest. So, yeah. it's pretty much... As well, obviously, I can't relate it to here, but one party versus another, you got your dictator mm -hmm. and he had his party, yeah. and the people that were opposing him. Mm -hmm. So it was all out bloodshed on the streets. Um, were there different tribes? Not so much tribes. Yeah. I think just the representation of political parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, in South Africa, the, the, a lot of the parties, not all of them, yeah. are very much split up. Because like into different tribes. Yeah, that was well, partly because of apartheid yeah. splitting everyone up. Yeah, but um, so it's not the case. In, what what are the two? What are the tribes in the? Oh, we got a few. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah <laughs> there's, there's the there's the, uh, the the Tongans, which is big Chitonga. Yeah, there's the Chi, the Chewa. Yeah, yeah. Chewa. You got the Tupoka, which is our, our people. Yeah. Um, Tonga is a, an official language in South Africa. Is it? Yeah, oh. I believe it is. I think it is. Yeah. It's definitely spoken. Yeah. But yeah. I don't think Chitewe is. Anyway, continue, yeah. sorry. So, yeah, yeah. So there's more than those three? Yes. Yeah? There's, there's other ones. There's I lots sort of, of smaller ones. I need to learn myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to learn it as well. Like, the, there's so many different African languages. Yeah, oh, and, yes. But, but your, those languages are all from Bantu? But yes, yes, yes. Yeah, they're right. all from the Bantu. Line, yes, yeah. yeah. Like, um, oh, if you go down that line from when Bantu started moving down to yeah. Central Africa, yeah. it's just never ended. And I guess it's how Zulu is similar to Swahili. There you way, go. You, know, you find the words. Uh, yeah. No, I don't speak Zulu. Uh, no? I tried to learn it when I was in SA. Yeah. Yeah, it's. it's yeah. I don't think it's too hard, but I mean, learning any new language, you need to be there practicing. Yeah, of course. All yeah. day, every day. Yeah. Do, do you ever intend to move back to Africa, or is Australia your. The place of, of living now permanently because I love your energy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're gonna say maybe <laughs> no, because I'm gonna tell you something. I, I, um, everything that I'm doing now mm -hmm. is to accumulate and take back. Yes, I like that. So, the dream is to open up a sports academy, yeah. Well, uh huh, because they don't have one. Yeah. Um, if you look at the gym facilities there, the national netball team, national soccer team don't really have a place to train. Mm -hmm. They go to SA to train. Uh, and, uh, weirdly enough, man, I was actually pretty decent. I watch their games because yeah, I watch the African nations stuff yeah, all the netball time. Netball or the soccer? Oh, the, yeah, I've yeah, never man. watched the netball. Yeah, yeah. But the soccer team is yeah, pretty competitive, man. This year we did fantastic. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And in, in previous years, I mean, yeah. you've always really competed against yeah. Africa. But anyway, to continue your, your dream to build this. To, to build a sports academy there. Yeah. Um, there's one of the promises that uh, my late father, who I lost last year, yeah. um, I, I said that I would do. Yeah. So, um, so as of this year, uh -huh. um, I'm making that relink to the Malawi Sports Association, and I'll be hopefully dedicating one month per year. Yeah. Um, going down there, and get myself familiar. So doing the strength and conditioning for the track and field team in colleges mm -hmm. and just you know implementing my ideas yeah. so that you know, Gideon Mazembe is still around. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as time progresses and I build an international relationship with them, mm-hmm. then we'll talk to them. Bro, and then that's really interesting. And it's really weird you say that because, like, my ultimate, as I said, is to uplift Africa. But yeah. Like, coming back a bit, you said, like, you want to build here and give back there. Yeah. And I noticed with so many different communities around the world, especially Punjabis, Punjabi yeah. Indians, yeah. they invest a lot back home. Yeah. Like, if you look at Punjab State in India, yeah. it's super rich because people in Canada, Australia, and so on invest in. Where most South Africans that I've met, that move out of Africa. They don't invest anything back home. Yes, well, some do, obviously. Yeah, yeah. They know it out by a house, but it's not a normal thing to do. It's come here and forget about South Africa. Yeah, you know? yeah. And also, a massive brain drain, especially in South Africa, of all the smartest people leaving. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. those are the people who can get visas to Australia, to Canada, etc. Right. And I feel like I want to go against that. Uh-huh. Whatever I build, take it back as well. Because yeah. like, that's where it needs, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Australia's got enough. Yeah. You can live on Centrelink here for the rest of your life and you'll be fine. Like, it doesn't need any help. Yet. I like that term. You said brain drain. Yeah, it's a common term. And it, it's really, it, 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 people think that, like people in the Western world, that put themselves on a pedestal and think, yeah, we're helping the, the less fortunate in the world yeah. and letting people immigrate. They're only yeah. taking the best of the crop. You know what I mean? They're only taking the doctors, the engineers, the auto electricians, the mechanics. Right. All the people that build up a society, right. you know what I mean? They're yeah. not taking everyone. Right. And the, yeah, the brain drain it because right. it, it makes it harder for those countries. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Because now they've got less, which like, leads to a whole bunch more problems. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not the reason for the problems, yeah. but definitely it, it accelerates them or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, in many ways, my, um, my goal is to build schools in South Africa. But I always imagined, I thought this idea in grade 10, I thought it was a pipe dream and it would never happen and I've kind of re- realized this idea in, in recent years. So it's been like eight years because I'm 28 or whatever, or more than that. Anyways, um, so I always imagined the school that brought rich and poor people together because yeah. South Africa is a lot of rich people. Yeah. So you have a school with incredible facilities, incredible sporting facilities, teaching and so on, and then have it like scholarship base for people who otherwise wouldn't afford it yes. and then people that would have because you need the school to make money to keep it going yes and then you have people that are paying you yeah. know what i mean yeah but obviously that you have to make the school good enough to like attract the people that yeah. will pay yeah you know what i mean and probably some of them won't be happy that a whole bunch of people are getting it yeah free. yeah yeah you know yeah. what i mean but yeah. i always imagine this and it, it might one day hopefully um, can can join with your idea of a sports academy. I'm there, man. Yeah, the doors open. Because yeah, um, yeah. yeah, but like in Malawi would be an easier place to do it, I think, than South Africa. Yeah, maybe yeah. because South Africa's already got a big infrastructure. Yeah. Oh, of course, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Is is it only been with um with Malawi your relationship with Africa? Like, do you have any like ties with South Africa? Like big ties other than the rugby? Yeah, well, relatives, yeah. relatives there, yeah. But you wouldn't live in South Africa or anything? You'd only live in Malawi? Oh, I'd definitely live in South Africa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I was a big fan of Pretoria. Mm-hmm. We stayed north of Pretoria. And um, yeah, the people there were fantastic. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there was something about South Africa that I, I can't put my finger on. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. There was a good thing or a bad thing? Good thing, good oh, thing. Okay. Yeah. Good. yeah, I know I, I know the feeling. I know yeah. what you're talking because I get goosebumps every time I go yeah. to South Africa. There's a vibe, there's an energy. There's to something it. there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I've been trying to explain it to mum. Mm-hmm. She hasn't been for a while. Yeah. And I was like, mum, hey, you need to get <laughs> Yeah. 
But this, South Africa, there's, there's also a lot of negativity about it, hearing it from here. But oh, yeah. South Africa is like on its way to a possible civil war at some yeah, stage in the next 10, 15 years. And that brings me to a topic I want to ask you about. It might make you a little bit uncomfortable. What's your experience yeah. with race and racism? Have you experienced it much here, where people have treated you differently because of your colour? Uh, in the earlier years, yeah. Yeah, like when you first moved here. Yeah, yeah. Like what type? Uh, we spat on, uh, so we lived in Kalanga. Kalanga? Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is not Brisbane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in a social economic yeah. Um, environment. Yeah, uh, so yeah. if you do your homework in Kalanga in the 90s. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you know what I'm talking about. Um, 4503s are postcode. And so I remember one one in particular event. I was I played one of my best football games ever. I scored about six, seven tries, I think. What? Yeah, man. In a game? Yeah. Very yeah. Still okay. got the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I usually share it in my. Are you a teenager? No, no. Uh, this was grade, grade 12. Ah, uh, grade 12. 12 years old. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Seven, uh, grade seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I'd finished the game, backpack on, and I'm walking home. And there was a group of people that just pulled up. And one said, Ah, BC. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, oh, where's your certificate? This, that, and the other. Mm -hmm. I was bigger than most of the kids. Yeah. And there was a rumor going around town that I'd fake my birth certificate. Yeah. And so I had all my trophies taken away from me. What? Yeah, so most valuable player, trophy taken away, all my first place trophies, everything stripped. So I don't have any of those anymore. Wait, the, the school stripped them from me? Club, school, everything. Because? Because apparently I faked my age. Yeah. All the parents complained. Uh huh. And then so these guys, they were going to chat me. I started yelling and I started swinging and I dropped the backpack as you do. A bus driver by the name of Ted, who really, this is going to completely spin you out. He pulled up and opened the door and he said, young man, get in here. And I got in and he closed the door and drove off and he said, you know, you're probably gonna face that for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know? um, one thing you must always remember is to point out the scoreboard and point out the score. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. And his exact words were, point out the scoreboard and say the job's always gonna be done regardless of what you think of it. Yeah. Thinking, okay, 12 years old, mm -hmm. this guy's thanks for the free lift, but <laughs> fast forward, my mum's a pulmonary nurse. Yeah, right, so what's a pulmonary nurse? Ah, uh, so the, it's the, like a heart, the airway, airway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. There was a dying patient at the Royal Brisbane Hospital, mm -hmm. and just before he checked out, yeah, he looked at my mother and said. You don't, by any chance, never used to live in Kalega yeah. 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. My mum says, yeah. So he goes, are you Agnes? I said, yeah. Your son's Gideon. Yeah. I said, yeah. <laughs> that was that bus truck. That was a bus driver tech. <laughs> True. 100%. Yeah. I said, how's he doing? It comes full circle. It comes full circle. Yeah. And when mum told me that, <laughs> you know, mm. that checked it out. That just, it added fuel to the fire of what I do. The message you needed to hear. Do you think that experience and other experiences like that shaped you? Yes. Yeah. 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 Because I hung on to that for a long time. Yeah. Um, I pride myself in being accepted back then. Mm -hmm. You know, bringing it back to validation and all those. Yeah. Defining yourself, and I couldn't understand why people, you know, spat on me, disrespected me, yeah, didn't take me in, 
go because of the way I look. Yeah. You know I mean, they didn't see this. Yeah, yeah. They saw yeah. this and just. So, man, it was a lot of work, but we're here. Has, um, it, I think, yeah, I've had a, like, I, coming back to that word you said, black cunt. Yeah, yeah. That's still very much used. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. In, uh, <laughs> especially, and I find it weird because, like, there's still a big divide between Aboriginal and white Australia. When I was in the country, I experienced that a lot. Yeah. And anytime it was a group of just white guys in a room, then yeah. suddenly the confidence comes up. Yeah. And, uh, and like the thing is, like, so I've, I've seen it that side, and yeah. you might not see that because they'll be too scared to say that. Right, 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 right. Well, probably you've heard it when you were younger. Yeah. But there's still a lot of groups where there's lots of tension, but they're always never confident yeah. to do it in front of a person. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm looking for that person who's confident to just say it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But they're willing to do it when it's, they feel safe. You yeah, know? Yeah, they yeah. feel like everybody is most likely to agree with them right. because everybody is white in the room. Right. And I've noticed that a lot, and it's really annoyed me. Yeah. I noticed it with... Um, and I want to bring this topic up in future podcasts yeah, yeah. with Punjabi truck drivers. Right. And so it's there as well because most of the trucking industry now is Punjabi Indians. Soon. 60% of them, right? And Australians are very angry about this. Wow. Not all, yeah. but n- most of the time when I'm in a cab yeah. with a like, white Australian, yeah. like there's something negative to say about Punjabis. You know, and sometimes in a derogatory way. Yeah, yeah. But then when it's a group, then then like in this Punjabis there, they just yeah. get to say. It. But some are. I'm looking for that person that is. <laughs> but um, like, did you experience that like racism like that in South Africa as well? Nearly. I, I was guided away from it. Yeah. Um, and this Jean D, my captain. Jean used to. He sat me down and he said. I remember this, we were at dinner, he was cooking a boiler. He said, yeah, Gideon, you know, this is not Australia, as obviously you, you know. Mm-hmm. Some people are not afraid to speak yeah. how they feel. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I can tell you're very careless in the way you move. Yeah. You love everybody. Here, it's not like that. Yeah. You know? And it automatically put me into survival mode. Like, yeah. You know? And I remember. Uh, We'd finished training and we went into town and um, something happened with yeah something yeah something happened anyway and i came over just to sort of diffuse the situation Mm -hmm. i think one of the boys felt like he was overcharged yeah because he didn't he was um south african but australian so like he grew up here and he didn't have the how do you say he didn't the know. Conversion rate. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. For the rent to the dollar. So he gave too much. Yeah. Yeah. So he said, oh, no, give me back my money, this, 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 this. Mm-hmm. And so I came into mm-hmm. a diffuse situation. I said, what's, this, what's the problem? You know, I said, shame, you know, let's, let's, let's sort this out. The first thing that happened was the slap. And I thought, okay, you didn't let that go. You shouldn't put your hand on the person. And then the old man came out, and then two other people came out, and the energy was brought back on me. And yeah. Before we knew it, it started happening to me. Yeah. So it was more like, "Who are you to touch you?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, I thought the situation was about. This. So all these guys are white. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, and your whole team was white as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So and that's why Shandy put his arm around me and yeah. said, "Kids, let's go." Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's a big. I'm going to South Africa now, and I intend to do podcasts with a black person, a black poor person, a black rich person, a poor white, poor, uh, like try and do it from every every demographic in the class. 
to try and get this whole story. But there's still 28 years after apparent democracy in South Africa, there's still this divide and this tension. You know, I'm talking to my one friend who I'm very close with, he's like a brother to me, and he's he's black and he's in this mentality that that because he's black, he's predestined for a certain lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like it's been institutionalized in yeah. his mind that yeah. white people have this, black people have this. Yeah. This long after the yeah, democracy, right? And, yeah. and and you see that in, in groups, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like no doubt there's some mixed groups as well. Yeah. But there's still that 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 tension, yeah. you know what I mean? Now, now when I like our rugby team is kind of mixed. Yeah. I'm probably butchering this whole explanation of the story. No 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 keep going. But um the captain, Sia Kulisi, yeah, yeah. right? And then there's there's a few forwards that are black and stuff. But almost every time I see a post on Springboks, yeah. and it's it's about either the captain or it's, it's got a black person in shot or a white person in shot, it'll almost always in the comments, within 10 comments, turn into something about race. Seriously? Yeah, always. Uh, it's like, okay, it's on South Africans' minds constantly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he's only there because he's black. You know what I mean? Oh, he's not consistent because there's this quota system. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where a certain amount of black people have to be in the team. But right. I, then I talk to New Zealanders and they yeah. say, no, he's amazing. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like this is a really good player. Like yeah. the team would. Like one person told me the other day, a New Zealander, that the team always gets lost when Sia Kalisi goes off the field. You know what I mean? It's interesting seeing different right. people's perspectives. Also, when you talk to South Africans. Um, They'll always ask you when you're talking about another person. They'll yeah. say, "Was he a black guy, a white guy?" Yeah. All the time, Is every it? time. Yeah. It's so common for a South African to first thing they want to know is what yeah. color this person is. Wow. Like it matters, you know. Wow. What I mean? Because for them, it does matter. Yeah, yeah. You know? And for me, it probably was the same. Yeah. Like, like it's only recently when I've realized, hang on, this is fucked up. Yeah. Why are we so focused on the color? Yeah. But to this day, every color in South Africa is focusing on color. You know what I mean? Like not only white people, yeah, yeah, black yeah. people are focusing on yeah. color. Indian people are focusing on color. Yeah, like it's it's just a weird, a weird situation in South Africa. And I think it's a long way before we heal from this. Yeah, it's a it's a long way away. Yeah. And now, and only one group hating more just makes the other group hate more. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Like when you go to like somebody like Julius Malema, which I think is like a black Donald Trump really. Have you seen Julius Malema? And in so many ways, he speaks to the people, people can understand him. <laughs> Anyways, but like when he speaks about like yeah. <laughs> pulling the, like it just makes some white people more angry. And yeah. It goes yeah, back and yeah. forth, back and forth. Yeah. yeah anyway, it's a, it's a, I won't, I won't go too deep into it, but, <laughs> but um, like, do you think, have you ever been in a situation where you've been racist to a white person? Like in your clubbing days? No. Never? Never. Never? Like you never, because I feel like maybe when you were younger, yeah. you mentioned before that you were treated differently, yeah. right? Because yeah. you were black yeah. and you're like you were older or whatever, you faked your birth certificate, they made all this stuff up, yeah. right? Yeah. Now, in the clubbing scene, I feel like it's the opposite. Yeah. I feel like generally, well, not all the time, but in some situations, the black people would get more respect. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're seeing, like it's almost reversed yeah. in a way. Did you ever feel that? Maybe this is just my insecurity. No, no, I mean, I, I can see where you're coming from. Um, I think, yeah, I, I'm, I must have just been very withdrawn and disconnected from the world. Mm-hmm. Because for me to have experienced and, and sort of see that would make me obviously act and see myself in a different way. 
I was more focused on dealing with what was going on with me. Yeah. You know. Oh, okay, cool. Rather yeah, than, yeah. oh, okay, this yeah. is how the world's seen. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm very disconnected in that. Um, and this, yeah. So for me, it's always been what's going on mm -hmm. with the nature of things rather than what class is dominating, what class yeah. is perceived. That's stuff. probably a good thing as well. I always tried to analyze this dynamic of, of culture yeah, and how yeah. people treat each other and so on. For example, one time, like I, the clubs I used to go to in recent years were predominantly black clubs in Brisbane. Yeah. Like in, like, not black clubs, like Mystique but- Mystique and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah Mystique okay. and yeah. I'm like, it's like a domino, I'm like the only white guy here. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I think we were outside the club and I was trying to flirt with some, a black girl. And um, these guys got angry at me. They were these like, what the fuck are you, like everybody was drunk, yeah. you know what I mean? They were too much and these guys started pushing me, like get, get out of here, you know what I mean? Because I was on their domain. Yeah. My friend from Zimbabwe, like, like Neil, let's get out of here, yeah. you know what I mean? Pulled me out, but yeah. I, can think, I think I've seen the same behavior yeah. with a white group, yeah. with an Aboriginal group, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. I've seen the same behavior with Malaysian people in Kuala Lumpur, you know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. people have confidence in a group, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, but, like, building on that, mm -hmm. you know how in most countries, you know, people will generally separate. Mm -hmm. Like, you've got, like, the Vietnamese people that will be here, the Punjabi people that will be here. Do you think this is something, have you researched much about this? Do you think there's some, this is something naturally built in humans, too? Yeah, it's just, it's a, and I was talking with the guys at university about this, because there's a thing that's happening at QUT that all the students are progressing according to their nationalities. Yeah. And they're trying to break that. They're trying to have more intermingling, but they seem to just magnetize. Yeah, do you think it is possible to break that? It, it's very possible. Yeah. Um, or do you think it's necessary to break that? I think it's very necessary, because yeah. what, what tends to happen is, and I see it within the African communities, a lot of Africans just, you know, and when we talk about the blacks and the whites, and, and the colors and the Indians, they just congress amongst each other. Mm -hmm. And when I go in and give my talks, half the kids ask me, have you got any white friends? Have you got any Aussie friends? You know, yeah. they're like, oh, nah, you know, nah, they don't get us, they don't get us. I'm yeah. like, okay, <laughs> that's, that's how you feel, you know? Yeah. I ask them, what's your steps into breaking that? And, but I always want to, I always finish off with reminding them that, you know, if you don't make the effort to do it, yeah. and you're waiting on them, you're gonna finish where you are, they're gonna finish where they are, and you're gonna pass on that. And we're always gonna have these two groups. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't see myself as a black person, or a white person, or whatever yeah. it is. Because yeah. when you start to do that, and you have to define it, and then give it more depth, more mm -hmm. meaning. I'm just a representation of the latest of my, of my ancestral, you know, yeah. yeah. And yes, there's cultures that are, you know, like the language, the food. Mm -hmm. We maintain that, but we don't use that to, identify ourselves and segregate ourselves yeah and I you should use that as a way to say hey man yeah what do you know about Chichewa yeah same with Wanji to me and you teach me say Kuhani you know yeah yeah all right we'll be switching up you know yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Ziko Mo you know so we we, we you learn know, from each other learn from each other yeah. but I think the difficulty in that is people don't have a common ground mm -hmm. you know um, for me it was football yeah I used football to make my first white friend, Troy yeah. Vasala, you know, I'm still friends with him today. Yeah. If it wasn't for football, I wouldn't know how to break that barrier. So, before that, when growing up in Australia, you didn't really have white friends? No, it was scary. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. because you, did, you didn't know what to do. Yeah. You got, I didn't have, I didn't have English as mm-hmm. well. So you just look and you look at windows. <laughs> <laughs> Close the door and yeah, yeah. mom will push you out. You just stand on the front door and watch the kids up and down the street. Yeah. And then, yeah. No, one soccer ball inside. I'm like, no, that's fine. <laughs> but now yeah, I picked up football. And yeah. the teacher would say, hey, man, you're fast. He said, run, yeah. run. Bang, 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 bang. That was the connection. That was it. Yeah. You know? And that's what I found. You know, I think Mandela says it as well, you know. He used rugby to bring yeah. the worlds, you know. And if you look at... It's the, all happening today. I think yeah. It's working, yeah. Absolutely. And I think we need to do more. Yeah. And sports is, yeah, part of it, but... What else can we do? I think I think it's something that's going to take years to change. Hundred percent. I know people like that are older. And, you know, they've been institutionalized. That yes. Way. They're not yeah. going to change. Yeah. Their mindset is black is bad, yeah. white is good, or white is bad, black yeah. is good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I I think it takes something massive for them to change and the ability to realize that oh, I was wrong for the last sixty years. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah. a hard step to take. Hundred percent. You know, it's I, going against truth. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think I think it's a generational change. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like exactly. younger people have to have the courage to say, "No, my parents well, they were on the wrong like yeah. wrong wrong train of thought." But yeah, exactly what you talked about. You're not identifying as black, but you're yeah. identifying as uh, just who you are now. Who yeah. you become? Yeah. I think that's something that South Africans need to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, it'll take so long. I, I used to be more optimistic that it'll happen soon. But, <laughs> but the more people I talk to, the more pessimistic I'm getting about it. <laughs> Like, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, but um, but hopefully one day, yeah. I'm sure, like, I'll, I'll know next time we do a podcast if, yeah. if you're still up for it. No, it will be, yeah. Um, yeah. I will, I'll be not only hopefully be better at podcasting, but yeah. also know more about that topic and yeah. be interested, yeah. interested to, to hear. But um, I think that's everything I kind of wanted to talk about. But yeah. um, I'm bringing it back to your message like, is there anything else that you would like to, I don't know, get out about your message if you feel you haven't? Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, so it's always going to be um, the, the reminder. Yeah. yeah. Regardless of your background, what you've been through, what you didn't start with or started with, your circumstances, you weren't born to be defined. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the stories that you use, you know, to, to justify or to conform to, who you think you are they're just stories Mm -hmm. and when I say you're more than what you become you're more than what happens to you it's actually more than the earthly uh, meaning I'm telling you that you're a spirit in a flesh yeah that your flesh is actually dead and what gives it life is the spirit yeah your soul the true essence of who you are so the moment you define yourself in accordance to your skin color, your job, you know, your title, you've started to lose meaning of who you are. Yeah. Because that which you represent, when your time is up, and it will be, mm-hmm. someone else is going to come and take that place. Yeah. So I would, if I was to give a message to anybody in the world, is to start with that. Just to remember, you are more than what you have become. Mm-hmm. You're more than what happens to you. Yeah. 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 Leave it that. <laughs> Let's do it. Actually, I will leave it at that. No, no. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll rewind yeah, it. But yeah. I wanted to ask, um, with your training, do you feel that's been a big 
like necessary tool for you to embrace that message and overcome everything that you've done? Yes. You know what I mean? Do you think that you could have done it without the training? I've, all, I've often asked myself that question. Um, I think I would have been, I would have went down a more spiritual path, if you will. Yeah. Uh, a more zen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A more, you know, meditating for meditating hours. For hours yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you needed something to focus on. I needed something to focus on. Mm. Yeah, I needed something to say, yeah. 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 Are you doing it daily? Is it six days a week? The training. Yeah. yeah. Oh, true. Five, 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 five or six. Days. Yeah. 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 Maybe when I um, I probably need some of that motivation. So maybe when I come back to Brisbane for a bit, I'll um, if you're free. I'll but, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't will. hesitate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the thing is, you've got your clients. It's like a commitment. You don't just take people on for one or two sessions. No, I can. Yeah. Uh, it depends. If someone yeah. like yourself, yeah, hey, <laughs> you say, kids, let me check in. Come yeah, on, let's check in. It'll be good actually to get um. If, if we record it yeah. and put it on my YouTube channel, yeah. you know what I mean? To further your message and your yeah. whole process and what you do and so yeah. on. Absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like I always train better as well when somebody's pushing. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so it's been awesome having my you man. on, man. Ah, thank, thank you, you, thank you. Sorry thank for you, my, uh, I'm, I'm a bit amateur, you know, I'm still trying to decide Ooh, how yeah. I want to do the podcast. Yeah, you'll but, find uh, it, man. Yeah, I think so, just yeah. doing repetition. Yeah. Yeah. And experiencing those awkward moments yeah. in podcasts, yeah. you know, and getting yeah. past them. Yeah. Like I think, I think building on that will do better. But any yeah. advice from you of, of, of what I can do to improve in a podcast? I, I reckon be confident, be more, sit comfortably within yourself. Yeah. You know, in the beginning, like, literally sit. Comfortably. Yeah, like you just because uh, I felt I, in I the beginning, you, yeah, the nerves <laughs> got the best of you. But as time went on, I, even just the tone and your. You sat your voice. If you, if you play it back, you listen. Yeah. But in the beginning, I felt like you were being a reporter. Yeah. You know, you, you, I was like, oh shit, this is CNN. We're on. You know. And that's exactly what I don't want because exactly. I don't like that yeah. when I listen to podcasts. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But yeah, I know. I know. I, I noticed when it's it changed when you started speaking on especially topics that you're passionate about. Yeah. You know, I felt like that was you. Yeah. And then on the back end of it, you kept. That's when the authentic you came out. Yeah. You know, so like, you know, South Africa. <laughs> and I was like, oh, there it is. Where was that? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know what I, mean? so, I didn't just get that repetition. Yeah. I think that's partly because I was also nervous to talk to you and I've been anticipating talking yeah. to you for a while. But I was like that, like you just described it in my last podcast. I had that nervous energy. Yeah. I mean, um, but What's up with that? I think it's a confidence thing. Yeah, maybe it's an identity thing. Like, um, I don't know. I'm still trying to... I need to... I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I need to believe in myself that I'm capable of doing this. Maybe. You know what I mean? Like, um, you said maybe. <laughs> do you think definitely? Right. <laughs> this is your thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Um, and I would like it to be. I mean, I'm doing this YouTube channel and I'm doing adventures. But ultimately, I would like to, you know, be like a Louis Theroux to something. Yeah. Always yeah. in my Yeah. You know, almost make a documentary by asking people the right question. Yeah. Like, but, I think it's just that repetition, just doing it over and over and over again. Yes, sir. Like, um, it's, and I, I need to maybe build on it. You, you've been going through this for five years. I didn't realize it was that long. Yeah. Like, and you, you haven't stopped every day. So I need yeah. to take, take that yeah. on board. Yeah. I'm, um, I, I'm, I might not include this part, but That's right. I'm going to South Africa now to help a friend. Yeah. Um, set up a business for him and like right. buy, buy a car. 
yeah. um, and so on. Um, but once I come back from that, yeah. I'll have way more focus on this. Yeah. Because yeah. for the last six months, I've just been focusing on my own thing. Yeah. I mean, not, not on my own thing, on saving up to help him. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, when I come back, I think I need to, like, um, I don't know, really apply what you said. Yeah. More often, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, give everything to this. Hit me up, man. I'll help you yeah. get started, whatever you need. Yeah, yeah sounds right. good, man. I've got a question for you before you go. Yeah. What is the conversation about yourself to yourself? Um, uh, it changes, but this is one thing that I've really learned from you. That is the biggest takeaway I've got from you is when you always said, change the conversation in your head. I've, I've told myself that over and over again while I'm running, because running is my meditator. That's when I'm in, in that moment where I can truly think I have to be running, you know, or, or something like that. But like whether it's running or swimming or rowing, something repetitive. But um, yeah, I don't know if I, I don't know if I can put my finger on what the conversation in my head is. You know, sometimes it's been positive, sometimes it's been negative. I'm trying to change it. Ah, uh, I don't know. Can you? What do you mean exactly? Like, what's the conversation about where I'm going? Or yeah. Oh, so for let's we use right now for example. What are you saying about yourself to yourself in this moment that we're having here? Um, probably not happy with being concise and articulate enough in my questions, you know, because I tend to ramble mm-hmm. and jump everywhere, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. and I notice when I listen to people, it's much better if, you know, the, le- the more you can say in the less words, the better. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like you can get across to a person without being too convoluted. Right. So that's probably what I'm thinking about, okay. is using too many... Like I'm trying to use less words, you know, and be more, well, I don't know, like more intelligent, well, not intelligent, but like get get a better result out of what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, whether it's a better answer or somebody understanding me better or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Kind of, um, yeah, I'm probably thinking I could be better at asking questions or the yeah. right questions. Yeah. And maybe build on one topic a bit more. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking in this moment, I think. There you go. But, um, yeah. I think, well, how do you think that can help you? Right. So, if that's the conversation you're having, mm-hmm. checking if it's a true, honest conversation. Just like every conversation that we have, yeah. it has to be true with conviction. Mm-hmm. So, you're saying you want to be more, more precise in your questioning, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. If you leave this moment, without a plan to resolve that or to conclude or convict that conversation. Yeah. You'll have that problem again. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Never gonna be solved. Absolutely. So it's like when you go for a job interview, mm-hmm. the conversation between you and the boss or the potential boss, the idea of the conversation is to reach a point of conviction, right? Yeah. So that you get hired for the job. Mm-hmm. You need to have the same thing with yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sell yourself like okay? If I'm not assertive enough, da da da. What causes me to get to these points? Yeah. Okay, it's lack of self-belief. Where does lack of self-belief come from? Yeah. You know, and like I said, I can help you with these things. And the idea is to get to the root cause of it all, mm-hmm. because you will find one problem webs off into twenty different yeah. areas. For sure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, the lack of self-confidence, lack of planning, lack of you know, like procrastination. Yeah. All these things stem from one thing. That's yeah. what you'll find.
Okay. So the reason I asked you that question, it wasn't necessarily to get an answer. It was just to evoke. Yeah. Something. Some thought. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes a little bit of evoking can. Yeah. Allow can stir to something up. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You explore and then you yeah. I think the solution to my problem in yeah. the conversation in my head would be to read more, right? Would it not? Do you think? You're asking. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Maybe listen more as well, but I definitely can read more. You know what I mean? Uh, like obviously it would expand my vocabulary, but um, yeah, maybe that's what's needed. Maybe and listen to the right things, I guess. But um, I actually it's probably just practice, eh? just have more conversations with people. Do you trust yourself? Sometimes, yeah. Oh, it depends what it is. If I'm driving or if I'm like swimming or in some sort of like oh, and when don't you trust yourself? Yeah. I don't know, probably on camera. Sometimes I get nervous, but I don't know. I think generally I do trust myself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe not actually. I put my hand in a motorbike chance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have trusted myself there. That was my question. We've gone back and forth. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. True. So I need to think about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, I'll write that down. Do I trust myself? Then? Yeah. But um, yeah, it's a good one actually. Yeah, absolutely. But um, I think I do in general. When I'm having a conversation with people without a camera, just free flowing, I feel like I've got a good ability to. Sometimes I'm a naturally a devil's advocate. Right? Yeah. I like to I like to talk about tense topics. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like topics that people just not talk about. I love that. I want to get better at it, but yeah. I want to bring up stuff like that that people are too scared to talk about, or yeah. they only talk about when they know that other oh, person's got the same opinion as them, and then they just cheerlead each other like anti-vaxxers or pro-vaxxers, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But I want to get better at doing that on camera. So in person, yeah. without a camera, I've got no problem doing that. You know, I can have a discussion and be whoever that person wants me to be. Yeah. You know, be, if I need to be, be the Christian, be the Muslim, be the Buddhist, <laughs> be whatever, you know, just yeah. so they'll reveal more. Yeah. Because if I just oppose their opinion, yeah. then they close up and they don't want to say their true opinion because yeah. they think I'm going to judge them. You know? I feel like I've got that down pat without a camera. Right. With a camera, I get nervous find out what that's about. Yeah, I think it's normal to some degree, right? Because you feel like people are watching. Is it? <laughs> you mustn't, uh, Umbrella, Umbrella answers. Yeah. One of the biggest character assassinations. Mm -hmm. uh, so we would say, justifying that is normal. I, I'm comfortable in front of the camera. Yeah, were you always comfortable in front of the camera? No, but when I decided to trust myself, yeah. then I realized that camera is not really anything. Yeah, I've given that camera to so many stories mm -hmm. that now it holds the power to how I perceive and express myself. Yeah, you know, what I mean, it's like saying if Al Pacino walked in this room or Denzel Washington, mm -hmm. I'm no longer getting this Emmy. Yeah, oh shit, that's a human being who's also got probably mental disorders just like I did. Yeah, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's the stories that we tell about our circumstances that determine how we live. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's why it's important to have a conversation. Because conversation about yourself to yourself will always outweigh the stories. And that's probably explain can explain why this morning I was nervous. Because in my conversation in my head I was thinking one of this experience. Hello. I just watched that Gruen advert. Yeah. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> was that on ABC? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It, it got uh it tied first. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. really good, man. Yeah. Like you would, like I would watch that and I'm thinking this guy is above my league. You know <laughs> no, not at all. We're the same, man. Like, yeah, we're all yeah, humans. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's all that conversation, eh? Yeah, yeah maybe. Can I ask you one more? Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, please. Uh, 
he could pass in this one. What is your full name? Neil Kenneth Buckingham. What wait, before like are you in a rush? No no. Uh, can I I'm just gonna go to the toilet. Yeah, go, go, go. This one's better. I thought you were gonna ask for another do you want another coffee? High quality stuff is less environmentally friendly because I always used to buy the cheaper stuff. But yeah, it's yeah. the opposite, you know, because the high quality stuff you never have to replace. Uh -huh. yeah, like yeah, true, it. true, yeah. Like these glasses, I'm trying to get a sponsor by a company, Vesica, and they make wooden sunglasses. I love the glasses because I like the lens. Yeah. And if like I've already get a commission if somebody buys them. Nobody's bought them yet. But if, if I I do get that commission, right? But yeah. um they uh, they break really easily. <laughs> They're bamboo, environmentally friendly. You might have to buy 10 pairs in a few years, you know? So what's the point? <laughs> the titanium ones that'll never break are then yeah. more environmentally friendly. I yeah. Think, you know yeah. what I mean? But yeah. anyways, sorry, the question you were going to ask me, you asked my full name. <laughs> uh, yeah, full name. Neil Kenneth Buckingham. Neil Kenneth Buckingham. Neil Kenneth Buckingham. Do you remember when you were 12? Oh. Yeah, 12 years old? Yeah, I moved to Australia. It was a hard time. Oh. Mm -hmm. Neil Kenneth Buckingham was 12 years old. Yeah. Right? All of us in here play around. Yeah. He comes to sit here, mm -hmm. facing you. 12 years old. Looks yeah. That's red in the eye. He's yeah. lived his life exactly the way you did. Yeah. Up until 12. Mm -hmm. He's going to continue living his life exactly the way you have up yeah. until now. This is something I should have asked you, is what would you tell your younger self? Anyway, go on. <laughs> and you know what he's going to be exposed to. Yes. Right? What's one advice, what's one statement, not advice, it can be a mm -hmm. advice, it can be quite a good statement, you would give to your own meal that would help or even change the trajectory of his life. And cannot elaborate on it. So you can't say be yourself because in the world it matters. It's just one concise statement. One concise That's statement. That's the conversation I was talking about before. <laughs> and he's about to walk out. Yeah, I guess. You guess. <laughs> okay. I mean, at the time, like, I wasn't accepted in Australia. We moved to a small town where there were only Australians. Like, here you go, mate, just those Oka Australians. And I'm here, uh, I'm from Joburg, how are you like? Super different, you know. It went, went from being a pop here anyway. What am I saying? He just got to Australia. I would say, <laughs> um, don't try and fit in. He's about to get up and walk out. That's what you're gonna say? Yeah, don't try and fit in so much. It's one sentence, right? Right? Yeah. We're all close. We all come back in. Mm -hmm. This is where you get to elaborate. So I say, Neil, okay. I saw you talking to that young kid. Who was that? You tell me. Myself from, uh, from the past. Uh, he didn't stay for very long. What did you say? You would say? Don't try and fit in. Don't try and fit in. Mm. This is where you get to elaborate. What would you give him that advice? I guess because I spent so long in Australia trying to be this, this person that I was expected to be before I realized that it doesn't matter what other people want you to do. Mm -hmm. So long, yeah. so many years. Yeah. Took me until I was in my mid-twenties to realize that's not important. Mm -hmm. um, and like this whole thing, like building a school, I was told when I was in high school, when I told that idea to my friend, you know, like he was named Abdi, he's from Somalia, he's a really smart guy, and he laughed at me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a yeah. like pipe friend, you know, yeah. you know, and other people as well, I just thought it was ridiculous. When I first went to Australia and um, 
sounded like that. You know, I wanted to be Australian. I didn't want like I, so I assimilated got yeah. an Australian accent. Then I went back to South Africa and they called me Australian and I hated it. And I then now that's why I have some remnants of a South African accent because I practiced it. You know, but I think yeah, I don't know. I was so focused on trying to be cooler than I was, I guess. You know, just a, a lot of people like go through that, you know, try and be the cool person or whatever. Then I bought a car in grade twelve, lowered it, tinted windows, yeah. put a big speaker yes. in the back. Thought I was the man, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah, always trying to fit in, you know what I mean? Same in university. I guess finding my way in a way, but always embarrassed to be my full, you know, rambling self, talking about random topics like like I did like like, like military spending, you know, shit that I thought mattered, you know? Yeah. That other kids didn't think mattered. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I, I worked I was working that out, it just took me a long time. And if I knew it at twelve, I yeah. may be a lot further than I am. Yeah. But yeah, thank you actually. I need to ask that question in a podcast, yeah. <laughs> So my question would be that advice you've given to the twelve year old self, are you living that now? I think now I am, yeah, in the yeah. last two years now. I feel I am. Um I, I, it took a long time. And to accept just be a uni dropout. Yeah. I don't need to be a go to university, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Except like embrace that yes, uni sir. dropout. Yes, it, it, embrace the fact that I've got a mounted hand and small yeah. fingers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Just be there. Yeah. Not, not be scared of it. There you go. Took a long time. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah. Now you know I'm gonna get in, in two years' time. I'll be getting paid to do adventures around the world. Hello. Talk to people. Hello. Like that's. I feel like I'm on the way there. You know what I mean? Yes, I, I finally worked it out, and you, you were part of that journey, hey, man. that realization. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Like um, you know, if I finished university, now I'd be fixing people's knees as an exercise physiologist. And, and although that's great, it's yeah. not me. You know what I mean? Like, it just seems boring. I, I, I like the chaos of, of this, you know what I mean? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. But, um, but yeah, thank you. Man. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Like, that, I think that's that's the longest podcast I've ever done. That's over three oh, hours. Oh, you still rolling. <laughs> yeah, I want to get you podcasting me. Because I look vulnerable, you know? Well, cheers, man. Oh, actually, uh, yeah, that's unbuckled discussions, guys. I'll get you to 